Good afternoon to you. Welcome into Access Health Radio here on News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Brennan Dixon along with Dr. Brian Forst, the president and founder of Access Healthcare in Apex. Today, we're talking about health insurance. Do you have enough or too much? Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about health insurance and what amount you need on Access Health Radio. We'd like to acknowledge companies that support our program now. Thanks to Marley Drug and Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are much lower often than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at marleydrug.com. If you have questions or you'd like to get more information about the show, Dr. Force, where can we go? If listeners want to send more general non-emergent questions and possibly have questions answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also like our page on Facebook at Access Health, or they can send email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information. If they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, then they should go to ACC Health. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. And after the show, if listeners want to hear an on-demand podcast, maybe they missed the show one week or there's something they wanted to go back and hear, they can actually go on WPTF.com or they can go directly to AccessHealthRadio.com. And we have a link there that will take them back to an on-demand podcast. So, Dr. Forrest, with all the new regulations for health insurance and with cost for coverage increasing so much over the last few years, many people are confused and wondering what they should or should not do as it relates to their health coverage. As a medical professional that has seen this evolve over the last few years, what information should our listeners have about health insurance in the Obamacare era? Well, first, let me say that I am not an insurance agent or a broker, so I can only give my perspective and opinion as a physician that has seen the experience of thousands of patients over the years. Uh, Second, I think that it's important to make clear that most people need some type of coverage for health expenses that are catastrophic and could possibly bankrupt them if they did not have a health plan or some type of insurance. Having said that, though, there is a lot of confusion about what people are required to have, how much it should cost them, and what really makes the most sense for them financially. So today, we're going to talk about some of the options available for people and how they can get affordable coverage that meets the requirements under the ACA without having to break the bank. Specifically, we're going to compare commercial plans, Medicare plans, health cost sharing plans, and some of the exchange plans. So what are some examples of having too little insurance or too much? Some people assume that the best insurance plans are the ones that make it so they never have to pay out of pocket for any health expenses. If the health insurance plans were all totally free, then this would be the case. However, plans that make it so you have to never pay for anything out of pocket when you receive health care are usually very expensive and cost you much more over the long term than something that covers your bigger expenses while letting you pay for the small ones. For example, let's say your health plan makes flu shots totally free. That saves you about $30 per year over if you had to pay for that flu shot yourself. However, the monthly insurance premium cost to make flu shots free might be $100 per month or more. So if you spend $100 more per month or $1,200 more per year to get a $30 free flu shot, you've really wasted over $1,100 that year. Another way to look at it is to compare health insurance to car insurance. You know, car insurance is required by law in, in our state, but most plans don't cover tires, oil changes, or even windshield wipers. Those are things that generally people pay for themselves, even those with good car insurance. 
if your car insurance covered those things, the amount of premium you paid per month would have to be much more than those costs to cover the overhead of processing those claims. It might actually double the cost of your car insurance each year if they were covering things like oil changes. And what, what it did cover would be much less than the annual cost increase of having the other plan. So when people select health insurance that has the lowest monthly cost possible, this allows them to pay cash for routine health expenses. But it covers them if something really expensive happens, like going to the hospital, and then they probably have the right amount of coverage if that's the way it's, it's working for them. Another good way to look at it is if you had a health expense you could afford to pay for yourself without having to go deeply into debt or going bankrupt, then most people would say they could afford that. Most people would say they could afford an annual physical, a flu shot, and maybe a primary care visit out of pocket without having to use insurance. On the other hand, most people could not afford to be in the hospital for a week without having to take out a loan or going into debt to pay the bills. So the ideal plan for most people is one that allows them to pay cash for services they can afford. And of note, paying cash will often result in much better prices than if insurance was being used. And then they should have a health plan that makes sure that if something really expensive happens to them, that that health plan will take care of the majority of the large bill. After the break, we'll discuss some options that work for different types of people. Time now for the Access Health Radio Tip of the Week. So healthcare sharing plans received a waiver from the ACA or Obamacare so that people with these plans did not have to pay a tax penalty and are treated as though they have approved insurance, even though these plans technically are not considered insurance. These are much less expensive than ACA exchange plans. Some of these are Christian sharing ministries like MediShare, Samaritan, and Liberty Share. But these plans allow people to literally have their medical bills paid by others enrolled in the plan without an insurance company being involved at all. People with these health plans are not subject to the mandate from the ACA or Obamacare, and most of the monthly premiums are less than half of what normal insurance is. So it makes it much less expensive and a way of avoiding the tax penalty for not having insurance, while at the same time having coverage for expensive hospital bills, specialists, and medications. This is actually the type of health plan that I personally have for myself and my office staff as well. And my monthly cost for health insurance coverage went down when I went to this option about 65% from what it had been with a typical commercial insurance plan. Coming up, Dr. Forrest will be discussing which types of insurance might save you the most money on your health care. Welcome back into Access Health Radio here on News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Brandon Dixon along with Dr. Brian Forst, the president and founder of Access Healthcare. If you'd like more information on the show or to ask any questions, visit our website, accesshealthradio.com, or you can also log on to Facebook. We're on there at Access Health Radio. So, Dr. Forrest, tell us about how you would know if you're likely paying way too much for your health coverage. Well, first, if your insurance cost is totally free for you due to your employer covering 100% of the premium or due to you being fully subsidized by the government for your premium so that your coverage is totally free, then that option is definitely going to be the least expensive for you. Maybe not to your employer or to the taxpayers, but for you, that's going to be the best deal. However, if you pay part or all of your health plan premium, then generally you will know it is costing way too much if when you have a health expense, especially a routine health expense, if it costs you almost nothing, 
Let me say that again. If when you use your health insurance, you have to pay almost nothing for health care, then likely you are paying way too much in monthly premiums and actually losing thousands of dollars per year. For example, let's say that insurance plan A makes office visits free or a very low copay and it costs $500 per month. And then let's say that insurance plan B only costs $150 a month, but when you do go for office visits or flu shots, you have to actually pay for them yourself. Well, cash costs for a flu shot at our office for someone paying cash would only be about $30, and a patient could come into our office five times per year, get an EKG, lab tests like cholesterol, hemoglobin A1Cs, cryosurgery, a skin biopsy or two, a complete physical, pap smear, stitches, an air cast for a sprained ankle, and four visits with a nutritionist for less than what two months of insurance premium A would cost with that more expensive plan. We could even do an ultrasound of their heart, scan their carotid arteries, do an abdominal ultrasound for their aorta looking for aneurysms, and the, still the total cash cost for them for all of that would be less than what they would have to normally spend with just two months of the expensive plan. As a side-by-side -side comparison with the insurance plan that makes office visits free and a low copay, you would have spent a little over $6,000 per year out of pocket. With the plan with a premium of only $150 per month, that whole year with all that stuff we talked about would have only cost about $2,800. So when you look at it overall, how much you spend per year on healthcare, it is actually more than twice as expensive out of pocket to have the plan that covers office visits and flu shots versus the less expensive one where you pay cash for those services. And people might say, well, what if you're going in the hospital or you need to see a bunch of expensive specialists? Well, at that point, you will have met your deductible on either one of these plans, and both are going to cover anything over the deductible about the same uh, on either plan. You mentioned deductibles there. A lot of people can be confused by them and what type they should have. Can you explain this for the audience? Well, deductibles can be really confusing, but basically what it means is this. Uh, until the medical expenses that you've paid for out of pocket for the, for the current year are more than what your deductible is, insurance does not pay for those expenses. So you're really, it's kind of like you're uninsured until you meet your deductible, you're paying out of pocket. And most insurance plans are moving to higher deductibles, which means that you're going to be more responsible for the first few thousand dollars of health expenses each year uh, before the insurance kicks in. Higher deductible plans are actually the most cost effective for most people. Uh, again, let's say that uh, one insurance plan A has a $1,000 deductible and another one has a $2,500 deductible. Well, some people might assume they want the one with the lower deductible because they would not have to pay much of anything over $1,000. The problem is this. That plan might be $250 more every month for premium. So after a year, you've actually paid $3,000 more in extra premium and it would only have saved you about $1,500 that year in out-of-pocket cost if you had expenses that were more than your deductible of $1,000. So let's think about that. You would have spent $3,000 extra in premium just to save $1,500 out-of-pocket. That's a losing game. Also, that's a best-case scenario. If your out-of-pocket health cost in that year end up being less than the $1,000 deductible for the whole year, you would have actually wasted about the entire $3,000. The best way to determine what might make the best deductible for you is this. In a given year, what amount of health bills would literally cause you to have to take out a loan or make it so you went bankrupt? If you could afford $2,500 per year in health costs, 
without it causing you not to be able to pay your other bills, then that deductible amount is probably fine. However, if anything over $1,000 in healthcare cost is going to make it so you have to take out a loan or go bankrupt and not be able to pay your bills, then you probably need that lower deductible. But it's important to note that people do not have to meet their deductible in order to get preventative care like physicals and mammogram. Those are typically covered now at 100%. Dr. Forrest, a lot of higher deductible plans come with an HSA. Can you explain what these accounts are and how they can really cut down on our health cost? Sure, Brandon. Uh, HSAs are healthcare savings accounts, and they allow people uh, or their employers to put money tax-free into an account that can then grow tax-free as well and be spent for healthcare without paying taxes. And these are allowed by the law with the higher deductible plans and allow you to pay for routine care that most people need without having to meet their deductible or bill their insurance. They can be used for preventative care and other types of health care services as well. I recently used my own to pay for some expensive dental bills, and it really helped a lot because it was not money that came out of my regular budget. In fact, the money in this account I used was put in there by an employer. And sometimes when companies get high deductible plans for their employees, they'll save enough money on the monthly premium that they'll put money into that uh, healthcare savings account for employees. You're also allowed to contribute tax-free for yourself to these accounts. And what's really nice is that HSA funds mean that even though you might not have met your deductible, you're not going to have to use your credit card or your checking account to pay the bill. So HSAs are a great way for people to pay uh, for lower healthcare costs. So can you give us some other examples of types of health insurance? Yes. So the kinds that we haven't talked about basically are there's three. So commercial insurance, this will be plans like Blue Cross Blue Shield, United, Cigna, Humana, et cetera. These plans are run by corporations that have to make enough money to pay for their administrators and executives on top of paying claims and their overhead. Usually they will be the most expensive type of plan for individuals. Many employers pay part of the premium for these plans, which does reduce their cost to employees. And with commercial insurance, you can have HMOs or PPOs, which actually restrict where you can receive your health care. Either they make it so you can only see certain doctors, or they make it so you can only go to certain hospitals or specialists. Uh, Next is Medicare. So it's important to understand the different parts of Medicare. Medicare Part A is free for people once they turn 65, and it covers the most expensive part of medical care what you have done in the hospital. Many people don't know that Medicare Part B is basically pays for doctor's bills like specialists and services outside of the hospital is actually something that you have to pay a premium for. Although it's optional and people can opt out, most people just assume they need it and do not notice that it's getting taken out of their Social Security check every month. Usually the premium for Part B is about $125 to $150 a month, and I've had patients that decided not to pay for this optional part of Medicare, and it ended up saving them about $1,800 a year. Now imagine if they saved that for 10 years, they'd have $18,000 plus interest they could use to pay out-of-pocket for medical bills for services outside of the hospital. For a lot of fairly healthy people over 65, they can really save them a lot of money. So Medicare Part D is the drug program, and unless your medication bill would normally be over about $100 per month, this often does not make sense to pay for. If you pay for a plan that costs, say, $35 a month for a Medicare D plan to cover drug costs, and your copay on those drugs plus a donut hole is more than $1,000 a year, it turns out most medicines would have actually been cheaper out of pocket through mail order or at a grocery store than the premium you would pay for that plan. So the next kind of insurance are supplements. Most people don't really need supplements. Uh, Commercials try to scare seniors into buying these, saying that it covers what Medicare won't. 
The truth is any medical bill that gets sent to, gets sent to Medicare first, and often a supplement plan will say since Medicare did not cover it, uh, and they thought the fee was too high, they'll only cover a very small portion as well. I've literally seen statements to patients where it said the amount you were charged was, let's say, $1,000. Medicare only paid $400. Your supplement only paid twenty five, and you owe the rest. Well, if a supplement costs $100 per month, and when they get a bill, they're only paying $25 of it, they are making a huge profit on you, and that's the reason these plans are so advertised. Most people really don't need extra supplements on top of these. Coming up, we'll go over the key information about health insurance and have Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. And Dr. Forrest, what do you recommend as insurance for your patients? Well, again, I'm a physician, not an insurance agent. So the recommendations I would make are just based on the experience I, experiences I have seen over the last 18 years or so. Uh, first, the same plan is not right for everybody. Some people will need the most expensive insurance they can get. Um, due to severe medical conditions they may have had for a long time. Most people, though, are better off with a higher deductible plan coupled with an HSA. If you can qualify for one of the health sharing plans, uh, these are the least expensive options I've seen. Our patients with these pay on average $150 to $200 per month, and with these, they get coverage for medications, specialist visits, hospitalizations, surgery, and they're exempted from the ACA Obamacare mandate. This is what I personally have, and I pay $156 per month for mine. Contrast that with the $500 or so I used to pay per month. If you are over 65, then Medicare Part A is free, so take it. You've paid taxes for years for that to be for you, and it's yours at no further cost. However, consider if you need Part B or not, or a supplement. Many people do not. Remember, though, if you do not pay for Part B and then decide several years down the road you want to get it, you'll have to pay a slightly higher premium as a penalty, but this penalty is not likely to be anywhere near the cost of the money that you've saved by not paying those premiums. That sound means it's time for the Access Health Radio Trivia of the Week. Guess who came up with the first real insurance plan in the United States? It was Benjamin Franklin. House fires due to lightning were a big problem in colonial times, and if your house was struck by lightning and caught fire, it generally meant it burnt to the ground. So Benjamin Franklin, being the problem solver that he was, came up with a three-pronged solution. He invented the lightning rod to divert lightning away from houses, established the first fire department for when the house burned down, and lastly created an account that everyone in Philadelphia paid into so that when one of their houses actually did burn down, they used that money in the account to basically rebuild that person's house. So it was the first fire insurance. So Dr. Forrest, what are the keys to remember from today's show? First, make sure that you have some type of health coverage so that if you do have a bad accident or get really sick, that it will not be financially devastating as well. Second, don't pay too much for insurance or buy the most expensive plans. Generally, your health cost overall will be higher with low deductible or low copay plans. Lastly, if you buy your own insurance or insurance for your employers, look into some of the health care sharing plans that get you out of the Obamacare mandate and still provide good coverage for about 65% less. Our scripture of the week comes from Philippians 1.20. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and God bless your health. Join us next week as Dr. Forrest will be discussing one of the least expensive ways to get primary care regardless of what type of insurance you have or don't. It's called direct primary care.